Hey everybody, welcome to Lil on Life. I'm Lil, a behavioral neuroscientist, psychological health and safety leader, and ACC ICF certified coach. You're tuning into the story segment. Today I'm going to share with you three different stories that all center around savoring. And we're going to get into a bit more of what savoring is in the concept, but for now we're just going to start by sharing a couple of these stories from my life. So the first story is a story about overwhelm. I don't really remember the details of what was overwhelming me in the moment. I just remember having this feeling like everywhere I looked there was something looking for my attention or for answers and that I couldn't be all of those places at once. And the other thing I was noticing was that my heart was racing and I was feeling really anxious. I think I was feeling a bit frustrated that I was putting this pressure on myself to respond to everything and realizing that I couldn't be everywhere I wanted to be. Taking a moment to notice how my body was feeling and how this overwhelm was getting to me, I made the choice to just take a moment and step outside and calm myself down. And as I walked out, I remember sitting on the edge of a break wall and just looking around me and taking in the the scenery and and trying to really just notice something that I wouldn't normally observe in my environment. In that moment, there was this ant that walked by me. And it was something that I normally wouldn't have attended to, but it was carrying a piece of what looked like a chip, likely a chip I had dropped earlier. It was walking very slowly across a patio stone that's probably the size of my two hands put together, so not, not a huge space or anything like that, but just noticing its legs and it pausing and the way it readjusted and shuffled as it made its way through. And there was nothing particularly significant about that moment, but in the space I was in, just noticing this creature that I, I wouldn't have really noticed or observed otherwise, and watching it make that journey reminded me in a strange way of how small we all are and how many things are happening in our environments and in our backgrounds that we don't realize. In that moment in particular, perhaps it was because I was feeling overwhelmed. It was a really helpful reminder that we carry hard things. And in carrying those hard things, that people and others may not notice that we're carrying them. The way that I wouldn't have normally attended to that ant being there. And in a way, that reminder of how small we are, even though we're carrying big things, was a really good moment for me to remember that sometimes we need to take the time to get there. That pause, that reflection, noticing that there is a whole world happening around me that I was unaware of in that moment, really helped to ground me, helped me slow down my breathing. It helped me get out of my own head and my own worries and remember that there's a whole world happening around me that I could be missing because I'm so insularly focused on what's going on in that moment. It was really a helpful moment to pause and say, what else could I be missing? What can I be grateful for in that moment? And it was really helpful to have that reminder because it allowed me to slow things down a little bit and to look up and see what else I might be missing. To see that although I am feeling overwhelmed, some of the things I'm feeling overwhelmed for were things that I had imposed on myself. And so just having that moment to pause and reflect and remember my smallness 
was a really good way to hold some perspective about what's going on around me. So this brings me to my second story. And it's actually two stories that I'm combining into one because even though the stories are different, the experience of savoring is the same for them. So both of these stories take place at my cottage, which will come up a lot because it is a place where I find it easiest to really lean into perspective and savoring, to take those breaths and just slow things down in a way. It's partially because it's in nature, but it's also a place that I've come to really deeply incorporate as part of my reflection. And in holding it as a space for that, it really allows me to almost dedicate time and space to the practice of reflection, making it more of a habit or a routine that allows me to have that pause. So getting into my second story, this actually happened with two different people at the cottage this summer, and it was different experiences, but the feeling was very similar. And in the first of these situations, a friend who was over and I, we were actually out on the water. We were sitting on our paddle boards and feeling the water on our legs and the wind blowing on our bodies, helping to cool down on a hot summer day. And what happened was this friend of mine shared something that they had been going through as a part of their life and something they had been struggling with. Unfortunately, we know that so many women experience issues with infertility and she was sharing with me a bit about her journey and the emotional experience of going through this particular struggle. And that's not the part of the story that lended into the savoring, but what did was this moment of feeling very deeply connected feeling how much trust existed between us in that moment, about how safe she felt to share that, and the power of connection that comes with sharing difficult things that we are going through. I remember listening to her and noticing some of my own emotional reactions happening in listening to her and noticing my own urges to want to help and fix and solution, and also feeling the vulnerability of just being there with her and holding the space to make it safe for her to share that. And in that moment, and in a world that has for me felt sometimes to be very deeply isolating, especially over the last couple of years when people haven't had the same social outlets or opportunities, I had this really deep feeling of gratitude that this person was showing up in their authenticity and showing up in a moment of vulnerability and sharing that with me. And after she shared, rather than jumping into that solutioning and fixing, rather than offering a perspective about maybe some of the things she could try, this or that, I really noticed how just taking a moment to thank her for sharing that with me, for feeling safe, was a moment of opportunity to save her. And so I asked her if she would be open to doing a, a mini savoring practice, a grounding practice, like we did in the bonus episode last week where I was walking through the cemetery near my house. And we did that moment together. And it's amazing how even as I'm retelling this story to you right now, what's coming up for me is a really visceral memory of the experience of being out on the water with her that day. Not just how it felt to have that moment with her, but the actual sights and sounds, the sensory experience. I can almost feel the water 
on my legs and that wind, the warmth of that sun in recalling it because in experiencing that moment, I sat very deeply with those sensory experiences. We did that same five grounding practice that we did as part of the bonus episode. And it stands out to me right now how even just retelling that, all of those things are coming forward again. The other thing it does, and having savored that moment, is make me feel very deeply connected to her. And this is a friend of mine who lives in a different city. We don't get to see each other very often, and it can be hard to find time together. But I can feel in this moment how deeply connected I feel to her. The feelings of warmth and connection, the feelings of friendship, the feelings of trust and safety that existed in that moment. And we know from the science that savoring is an opportunity to actually foster deep feelings of connectedness, which is amazing again when we talk about a world that can feel very disconnected. It's not about the number of people you're with, or even if you're with people, it's about that sense of connection to them. So in bringing back this savoring story, what I can feel so clearly is how close I feel to her in this moment, even though she's not here with me. And the other part of this story that is with a completely different person but almost a near-identical experience happened when another friend of mine and I were having a cup of tea at the cottage. And we were sitting out at the dock and I remember this is someone who would describe themselves to use her language. She would prefer to squish or push down some of her own feelings, especially when they're difficult. But it was this moment where we sat together and she shared with me something about a very deep, meaningful experience and how she perceived the world because of it and how she shows up in her life. And it's the exact same feeling. I can feel that cup of tea on my hands and I can feel and almost hear the birds that were circling around. And I can almost hear them again in this moment. And again, it just brings up those feelings of connection, those feelings of belonging. It fosters my sense of community, even without having the person beside me. And so those first couple of stories are hopefully starting to articulate how when we really are present in a moment, when we lean into engaging our senses to consolidate that moment, it reinforces it as part of our experience and makes it part of our recall. And we can do this when we're having positive moments, like the moments of connection that I shared, or to bring ourselves down from a moment of escalation or overwhelm, like my aunt story talks about. But it can also bring us into experiences that are troubling and in some ways give us comfort in them. So this last story is a little bit of a more difficult one to get through and is a bit of a hard share for me, but it feels important to do this in this moment. So being a shorter person, typically if I am hugging people or things like that, I tend to be, especially if they're taller than me, which most people are at the incredible 5'2 that I am, I tend to be at people's chest level. And so often something that I've noticed is that when I hug people or hold people closely, something that I tend to feel is their heartbeat. And when I'm really connected with somebody in feeling that heartbeat and the vibrations that come from someone's chest, it brings me into a moment of feeling very deeply connected to them. So this last story that I'm going to share with you today is about my last night with my mom. So as I've shared on this podcast, my mom had been sick for a bit of time, but it seemed like things might be getting better to some degree. And then very quickly things took a turn 
And I remember a friend of mine saying to me that if it came to a moment where we knew she wasn't going to get out of it, to really take the time to be present and connect with her in that. And so on my mom's last night, I really took that opportunity to do something I hadn't done in a long time. I allowed myself to get into her bed, her hospital bed, and cuddle up with her for what would end up being that last time. I remember putting my head on her chest and holding her hand and really taking a moment to savor what was happening and the sounds of her breath, the sound of her heartbeat. I remember feeling her hands against my hands, feeling almost every groove I could on her knuckles, tracing my fingers along her lifeline on her palm, just really taking that moment to feel her body against mine and to really be present in that moment with her. I remember also feeling how my heart was in that moment, feeling broken and appreciative at the same time for the life she had given me, for the memories and the lessons, taking that moment to offer my gratitude to her and to really just reflect on the person that I am now. So although this is a really difficult moment to recall, different from the friendship ones in the sense that this wasn't a moment that brought me joy. It's one that in some ways brings me very deep pain. But being able to have been there in that moment with her and to really take in the experience and the gravity of that moment always reminds me of the importance of remembering what really matters, how I want to honor her going forward in a way that leads with love, leads with bravery and kindness. And in recalling this moment even now, I can feel the sadness. I feel the difficulty that existed in that moment, but it also gives me an opportunity to feel so deeply connected to my mom. And it really allows me to reflect on the fact that I was there with her in a really difficult moment. And one of the things that I've talked about a lot is how Remembering that we're going to die is something that reminds me about being intentional about the life I'm living right now. I remember reading many years ago about the top five regrets of the dying. And I remember reflecting on those regrets, and I'll share them now for everyone's benefit if you're not familiar with it. So the top five regrets of the dying, this came from a study where people interviewed at their deathbeds to share what the top five regrets were. And consistently, the top five regrets of the dying were that they wish they'd had the courage to live a life truer to themselves, not a life others expected of them, that they wish they hadn't worked so hard, that they wish they'd had the courage to express their feelings, that they wish they'd had stayed in touch with friends, and that they'd let themselves be happier. Reflecting on that moment reminds me of those regrets of the dying, it reminds me about the life that I want to live and one that is about having the courage to live a life that is truer to myself. To remembering in moments of overwhelm or when I am leaning in and burning myself out, that life is meant to be enjoyed, not just worked through. To express my feelings and to remember that people aren't in my mind and don't know how I'm feeling. It reminds me about the importance of feeling connected and reminds me about doing the things that make me happier. 
And so the gravity of that moment is one that can be very difficult to sit in and is also hugely empowering. Because in that moment, it reminds me of a promise I made to my mom about how I was going to live my life moving forward in a way that honors myself and honors her. The commonality between all of the stories that I just shared, whether they are small moments, whether they were deeply connecting social moments or really difficult moments, all of them have a common theme of gratitude because all three of them gave me an opportunity to reflect on something, to pause, and to find something that I am going forward with in my life in a way that honors who I want to be and allows me to lean into the things I am grateful for. It reminds me that in any moment, I could be missing a multitude of things happening. And it allows me to choose moments that I want to amplify. Because savoring is a practice that we can do in moments we really want to reinforce in our memories and to strengthen, to be able to call them back. Thanks for being on this journey with me and for listening to me sharing those stories. This is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. Tune into the concept segment to hear more about the science behind savoring and how you can use it in the practice segment. Thanks again, everybody. Take care and be safe. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like, follow, and leave a five-star review. If you'd like to reach out, you can get me on my Gmail at lilonlifepod at gmail.com. That's Lil with one L, onlifepod at gmail.com. Or on my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at lilonlifepod. Lil on Life Podcast is produced by Brando & Co. Brandon is a photographer, director, and podcast producer. You can see some of his creations on Instagram at Brandon Allen. Get in touch to see how you can collaborate. Opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. If you or someone you know is in danger, please dial 911. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number again is 988. Lil on Life is a big B and little L collaboration. So I think what I'm really trying to say here, and I'm getting a tiny bit embarrassed, I think, or tangled up in the fact that I just shared this really difficult moment in my life in the context of something that I'm savoring. And that feels kind of weird in some ways to have those two things in the same space. But I think what I'm really trying to get at is taking the moment to really notice what you're experiencing in it and really just soaking up whatever gratitude exists in that moment. So despite it being this really difficult moment in my life, it was a moment of very deep appreciation. And it was about really trying to prolong, slow down that time, being really appreciative of the sensations happening around it, being very deliberate to take in the moment noticing its impact and in a way just being in her company, taking her in fully and appreciating very deeply all the things I'm grateful for. And so it's it's this really deeply, profoundly important moment and being able to lean into savoring it 
is just finding whatever bits of goodness existed in it and continue to exist because of it. <laughs>